you are not going to believe what somebody sent me. I, I thought it was a Babylon B post, but it was, uh, I think it became from military times or military.com, something like that. Let me check it real quick here. Yeah. Militarytimes.com. And all these are, these are all official quotes from, uh, SOCOM representatives but ladies and gentlemen, we are let it is not a guess that our leadership in this country wants us weak. They want the country weak, they want the citizens weak, and they want our military weak. And now that is gone into special operations. As you guys know, I spent 12 years in the Marine Corps. Half of that was with Marine Special Operations Command as a Marine Raider. So when I see this, you can say that I'm triggered. The title of this article, and the link is below, it's in the description, it says, the future of special operations may look a little different than GWAT aesthetic we've come to know. Uh, a lot of the pictures you see on the internet of me back in my time serving and all of my friends doing what we did. I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to break down some of my own thoughts. The days of the burly bearded dude in gators as the face of special operations may be waning. Special operations forces need a different focus. The director of strategy plans and policies for special operations command central said Monday need to be maybe warm waning. <laughs> that look may have helped recruit certain type of service members. Army Lieutenant Colonel Katie Crombie, Crombe, however you say her name, said during the new, the new America future security forum, the new America future security form. What is the new America? But it's only a piece of the puzzle. Now, those recruiting posters do a couple things. There are guys that are serving in special operations right now that followed Josh and I. That you know we do the agogi together. We're, he's also a fellow teammate of mine. Uh, back in when I was with Marine Special Operations Command. Um, there are guys that joined the Marine Corps, got fit, got, just became absolute pinnacle of badasses in this country. And they're now serving with special operations. There are guys that saw those photos, saw those posters, and now are serving in some of the highest elite levels of the military or just in the military in general. So they do a lot. They do that. They help recruit young, strong men that are willing to serve their country. And they also are a warning to our enemies of the type of men and caliber that we have in our country and what we're willing to do. She goes on and says, I kind of went back to what we feel about the posters and the stamps are the branding of special operations. You know, the night vision goggles and the operator with all the gear going on, going into a building, she said. And I thought, you know, that's not what we need to be advertising fully right now for us. It's too aggressive. It's scary. That's right. It's fucking scary. As it should be. Because there are brave men willing to go do violence on the behalf of our country. That are unwavering. She goes on. While there's a place for the door kicker aesthetic, she added, the people and the mindset 
And the creativity that we're trying to recruit now is much different than that. While there's a place for the door kicker aesthetic. Yes, I agree. There is a place and time to do door kicking. And sometimes you need a hammer. And most of the time you need a scalpel. But that doesn't really change the type of men that do that job. Part of that might look like more of a focus on the civil affairs and psychological operations of SOCOM, which has always been there. Many of my missions, many of my operations within special operations and within the reconnaissance community was a very civil affairs and cycle operations of SOCOM. Those things have always been there. We don't need to show them. Not necessary. The organizations that do more of the hearts and minds, every time I hear hearts and minds, it reminds me way back in Vietnam when they started talking about show of force, hearts and minds, knock and talks, those sort of things. And that is the surefire sign that things are going to shit. When things went to shit in Iraq is because people started talking about hearts and minds, knock and talks, presence patrols. This is when young men got killed. When we weren't being very specific on our operations. It was just a broad way of not really able to measure success. So the hearts and minds work before conflict gets to a point where operators are going after high-value targets in the middle of the night. There's a point there. This doesn't change the point that you still have to have those individuals. You still need to show those individuals. That's how we recruit, and that's how we show our enemies how tough we are and what we can do and what we will do. They fuck around. Fuck around, find out. You guys have seen that video. The other part could reflect SOCOM's recent com commitment to diversity and inclusion. Diversity and inclusion. That is straight out of the socialist handbook. When you start talking about diversity and inclusion, we are turning socialist. If you talked, if I did a podcast with John Yuzgadegui, he's a former Venezuelan, or is Venezuelan national that came here, immigrated into the States, and he's now in politics here locally in North Carolina. And he said that is... Before Venezuela became a socialist country, these are all of the points that they started talking. Hearts and minds, diversity, inclusion, which most notably aims to recruit more women and minor minorities into the soft organizations. But I think it's difficult for them to promote and bring on talents that looks different than them, Chrome said. Of existing leadership who became up came up not only in the time of burly bearded operator but in the time where combat deployments meant more than any other measurable skills of leader or leadership. When someone has taken out of the deployment churn to further their education or take a position outside the prescribed pipeline, it's just, it doesn't compute somehow in these selection and promotion boards. She said, Chrome offered her fellow panel participants as an example. The discussion was moderated by joint special operations university, retired Colonel Isaiah Wilson, who was black and included Indian American Marine Major Akil Iyer and Army Captain Shay Haver, one of the first women to graduate Ranger School. We are definitely not recruiting posters for special operations, but I would say we are at the forefront of a lot of thought within the community, Crumb said. A lot of thought. That's great. We're going to have a think tank. We're going to sit around and think about things. These are the people that were involved in SOCOM, and every time that they were involved during my time, Shit got fucked up. People got hurt. And that's the truth reality. That's the, that is an absolute reality. 
when these people got involved in decision-making processes in combat, people got hurt. To do that, SOCOM will have to put people it wouldn't normally select. To do that, SOCOM will have to put people it wouldn't normally select into leadership positions, but also learn to be okay with the results if it doesn't all go smoothly. I'll tell you, when something doesn't go smoothly in special operations, people get hurt. Those people have kids, wives, families, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, cousins, and friends. Smoothly, when things don't go smoothly, it's a really fucking bad day. And they're going to have to be okay with that. So that we have, what did she say? Diversity and inclusion. She goes on and says, I think that it's probably the biggest diverse takeaway, Haver said. It's going to look different than probably a lot of people are comfortable with. And it's going to have to have to be uncomfortable moving forward. The goodness, and that is that is a team effort, of course, the team effort. And we're just going to have to be on board with it. Anyways, they will. Uh, the way that they're going to recruit SOCOM recruits now is basically they should have writing, reading, speaking, problem-solving skills, Chrome said, as well as gr- grueling physical requirements. You know, I think it's always an afterthought, and it probably needs to be on the same playing field, she said. And I think that when it comes to challenges that we're facing right now with strategic competition and the problem-solving and creative solutions that paralyze senior leaders, and so those are the things that I think we really need to be testing in the future to make sure we're recruiting. The reality is those things have always been part of the selection process. Um, Being able to think, be able to problem-solve in stress in conjunction with grueling physical requirements have always been a thing. When I was in, uh, even in the reconnaissance community, I think I had to write a hundred and something page op order. And if that thing wasn't grammatically correct, if it didn't make sense, if it wasn't written correctly, I failed. We spent days and hours and sleepless nights writing this op order and having contingency plans for everything that could ever go wrong. You're selling your operators short of who they are. Diversity and inclusion, we've always been diverse. We've always been diverse. It takes all kinds. There's one color, green. It always has been, always will. What you're doing is weakening our organization. You're not doing us a service. You're going to cost lives. We need real leaders to stand up. This is horseshit. That's just my thought. That's just my personal opinion. What's yours? Drop it in below. And if you're one of those individuals that wants to push the fight, that wants to become the very best version of yourself, the link is below. Join the Agogi. Let's get you where you need to be. Never quit. Never surrender. We always keep moving forward. Peace.